This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that we're spending some time together today, and I'm thrilled to share the work of my guest with you. Her name is Joanna Hart. She's an entrepreneur and mother out in LA. She owns the Palm Coffee Bar, and we talk all about business. We talk about her journey to to entrepreneurship, to finding a path that was really meaningful to her. Because I think like a lot of us, you know, we, we find these safe jobs and we work good at our jobs and, and that's kind of it. But for her, she always felt like there was something more for her to do, to accomplish. And it was really the birth of her son that was the impetus for her doing something different, doing something exciting, doing something that filled her cup. So we talk all about that. And as a business owner, um, as a boss, uh, she she discovered along the way that self-care was so crucial to her success and in, in talking to other business owners, to really successful people out in LA, she realized that they were all doing that too. So she's sharing her secrets for that and just how to live a life where you are doing what you want to do. You're still working hard, you're still grinding, but you're happy in that moment. So I think this conversation is definitely going to give you uh, some motivation, a little inspiration, some empowerment, and also relieve some of the burden and the guilt of of having everything together, which we all know is an illusion, but I think we need to hear it again and again and again. And Joanna is giving it up in this episode. So if you love it, please share it with a friend. Please leave us a review. I love all the reviews. Thank you so much for taking, you know, the five to 10 seconds to do that. That means so much to me and uh, is really a great boost to the show. So thank you. Before we dive into this episode, I want to talk about show sponsor, Haya Vitamins. Now, we all want our kids to be healthy. That's the driver in our lives. I get it. I'm right there with you. But it comes down to, are they getting enough nutrition in their diet? And most likely, if you live in America and you're eating the standard American diet, they're just not. So rather than feel like you just can't win, there is a solution. There is Haya Vitamins. And this is a supplement company that was created by two dads who were tired of all the sugar-laden vitamins out there for their children. So they created something better. Um, And we've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya Health for their best-selling children's vitamin. This is just for Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. So you will receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com forward slash unstressed or just enter the code unstressed at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash unstressed to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. The full discount is applied at checkout. If you're like me and you adore a calming glass of wine at the end of the day with dinner, then I'm really excited to tell you about this new company that's sponsoring the show called Usual Wines. Now, it's not just because they don't add sugar, which they don't. It's not just because the wine tastes fantastic, which it does. My favorite thing about this company has to be that they package it in these 6.3 ounce individualized bottles per box. What that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that there's no more waste 
wasting beautiful bottles of wine because you didn't drink the whole bottle in one sitting. You literally open a bottle, pour it in, and you're good to go. And if you want one, open another one, but you're not putting a cork in a larger bottle of wine and then the next day it doesn't taste as good because I can't tell you how many times that's happened and how soul crushing that is because you want to have you know, the same taste the next day and it's just not there. So Usual Wines has completely hacked that. I think it's brilliant what they're doing. And the wine, again, is no added sugar. They harvest it at just the right time. A lot of wine companies harvest it too early, so there's all this added sugar involved. They don't do that. And it's straight out of Sonoma County, so you know it's good. So be sure to go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code UNSTRESSED for $8 off your first order. Well, hello, Joanna. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for having me, Liz. Absolutely. So I always start with giving the audience a little bit of background about the guest. Why don't you take us through your origin story and what brought you to LA as an artist, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So um, I'm originally from the outskirts of Philadelphia and um, at a very young age, kind of got bustled out of the house and on my own and very quickly realized what I needed to do in order to um, survive as a 17-year-old. So picking up a ton of jobs, um, I was very responsible at a very young age, Um, living on my own at 17, paying bills, um, rolling with three jobs. And um, I did that until I was 25 um, in the city of Philadelphia. And I started to think like there was something bigger, that there were people out there that had that same kind of growth mindset as me. And I started to search for them. And I ended up on a trip to California with a boyfriend of mine, and I never came back. (laughs) Um, It felt like the right fit for me and the right place to get started on my journey of what would be entrepreneurship. Um, And I think I was fighting that journey a lot to try to stay in the corporate world because that felt safe. So um, there was a long period of time that I took half risks on myself and my dreams. And um, I kept myself small because I was scared, (laughs) which is the general consensus that I get from a lot of women. Um, What if it doesn't work? Well, it definitely doesn't work if you don't do it. Mm. (laughs) I can tell you that. Um, But I worked in um, the corporate world from 25 until 35 um, just hustling and um, trying to build this dream of owning my own business and running my own show that I knew I was capable of doing, but was too scared to jump. So um, finally made the jump about five years ago and started my own company. And it's been a dream ever since. Now I have to, I know that your son is five years old. Did the, his yes. birth have anything to do with that decision? Yes, a lot. So um, right before he was born, I was um, running a children's clothing company that I had started called Jewel of the West. Um, His name is Julian. So um, I spelled it J-U-L-E. But um, there was a shift. So there was things that I wanted to do that I was kind of like vibing into, but I was too scared to fully commit to it. And, um, And after he was born something magic happened in me. It felt like, you know how the world's like, oh, you're, you're too old for this. Or like, you know, there's a lot of spaces that are coming. It's too late. Like Mm -hmm. I'll be 40 this year. 
And I think the world and, you know, parents and, you know, everybody getting involved is going like, well, this is what the career path you've chosen. Like you're a recruiter, you work in fashion. And I think him being born opened up a possibility of like, if I'm going to be happy, if I'm going to live this dream life with this child that I've created, is this the example I want to set for him? Right. Like I have to do this job. Mommy's not happy. Like, no, (laughs) that is not what I want for my son. So just, he kind of started stitching that in me. I mean, obviously we learned so many lessons from our children. They are little mirrors to our face and Oh, I can't even begin to get into the lessons I've learned, but, but that being one of them, like if you're not really pursuing your dream, what are you showing your children? Yes. What are you showing them that's there for them? So um, he definitely is an inspiration for me in so many ways. I love that you said that though, because I can completely relate to that feeling. I mean, I was someone who worked for the federal government for 11 years and I had my sons and I was in a safe good, easy job. I was good at my job, but I was like slowly dying inside, you know? And so when you said that, it it does, it sparks something in you. And so many women listening to the show and just out in the world that, you know, we both know something happens when you have a baby. It's like all of your priorities adjust. You start to see what's really important, what's not. And even the risk-taking, I I don't know, maybe it's because birth is such like a a massive change in who we are as people. It's like, well, I've been through this, you know, I might as well continue on, you know, taking risks and and putting myself out there because it is such like a a seismic shift. Yeah. I think there's something magical like that happens. So like, if you think about the world, when we have a tragedy, there's this way that we all shift into this tragedy and we're like, it changes us. Right. Mm -hmm. In some way for me, I would say that birth shifted me to seeing miracles. Like I was terrified. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like I was terrified to have a, a child. I waited till I was 35 because I, I have anxiety and I have panic attacks. Right. And so I remember I went to my OBGYN and I said to her, doctor, (laughs) don't laugh, hold on. I said, doctor, I was like, so I want to have children. I have always wanted to have children, but I'm 34 years old. Um, I'm scared because I have panic attacks. I feel like once I get pregnant, I'm going to end up like passed out on the floor because I'm I'm scared, you know? And she looked at me (laughs) and she's not from New York, but she has like this New York mentality. And she goes, honey, people had babies in Auschwitz. And I I just remember this moment that I looked at her and I thought, okay, (laughs) okay. All right. Touche. And I went home to Ben, my husband, and, um, and I kind of was like, all right, like maybe I'm ready. I'm going to start thinking about getting ready. Um, And when I told him, I told him in a really cool way, but um, that I was ready, but I really thought I couldn't do it. And so when I got pregnant, my body started changing and I was scared that I was going to be scared. Um, so I, I had a doula that I was working with and she is his godmother now. (laughs) She's, I, I always say like, I wouldn't have him if it wasn't for you. And just having that trust in another woman was beautiful and amazing. And she's such an amazing person, but, um, but just that fear that I had, that was combated with like this love inside my body. And I loved being pregnant. It was hard. That is a very hard job. (laughs) Yeah. But 
it was so beautiful and calming versus what I thought I would be as a pregnant panic attack kind of woman. <laughs> I thought this is not going to be a, um, a journey that I'm, you know, walking towards. But once I got there, I felt so safe and so held and so like there was a miracle. It was really, really amazing. How did you know that you wanted to have a doula was because, and I, I read that you had a natural birth. I did too. Like I did. We're, we're rare in the world. <laughs> I know. They, um, when I was at the hospital, they were like, you can go home now. Um, everyone else is like, um, not natural birth. So they're going to, they need the rooms now so you can leave. <laughs> I was like, what? Right. <laughs> I, was, I was the only one in the entire hospital. So, yeah. um, I knew I needed a doula because I have anxiety. And for me, just like having a safe space to ask questions and, um, it was worth, it was worth everything to me. I mean, I was lucky enough to have a very close family friend, um, who is considered family, um, that happened to be one. Uh, And yeah. And so she was like, look, I would like to give you this as your gift. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not ready to have a child yet. And she's like, just, I will be that person for you. So just like, I think women sticking together, even if you don't have a doula, like have someone who's been through it. Um, and I also believe in like not scaring other women with your story. I think it's never fails when someone announces they're pregnant, like someone's going to come in with a horror story. Never fails. Your body is made to do it. And I think that we forget that. And so I get like modern day medicine is like pushing towards these things, but I think just do your homework, do your research and, um, and really do what's right for you, but just make sure you have the knowledge. And that's what I really wanted out of a doula. Like, don't get me wrong. I had, I, I, that was an option for me if it became an option, mm-hmm. like all of the things, you know, but, yeah. um, but it is, everybody's different. Everybody has a different story. And I think like women need to respect that more of each other and we have to raise each other up, like th- not scare each other to death. And that's part of why I was scared to get pregnant. Cause I've heard mm-hmm. so many stories of people that are like, this is how, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, like, Let's have some hope and yeah, let's have some guidance towards each other that it could be. I mean, I had my son in four hours. (gasps) Whoa, that's amazing. I will say like, I feel like it was like I ate Indian food. (laughs) (laughs) I walked and moved around a lot and I did like hip openers. Mm -hmm. So I have really wide hips as well. So I think that's part of it, but it's not going to be everyone's story. Everybody's body is different, but I think we're supposed to be cheerleaders for each other and really just stick together. Yeah. And I feel too, like having that open mindset, you know, maybe you want to schedule your C-section and that's totally fine. Like there's no judgment, you know, as women, you're so right. Like we are at the core, these like tribal beings and we need that community. That's why I think too, like COVID right now is just messing with us on such a different level because we're not able to hug and connect and, you know, just even be out with strangers and have that, like presence near us mm, like we used so to true. and I'm like like I feel it a lot because I, I own a coffee shop right so uh, I, I don't think I serve coffee like I know that sounds silly but I think I serve community mm-hmm. that's first and coffee is good but coffee comes second. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like figuring out how to run a coffee shop during COVID and still remain like living from that hard space 
is very challenging. It's been a journey. And I, I don't think I nailed it for at first, but I tried and tried again. And I think over the past four months, we have evolved from a coffee shop to a grocery store to a pickup window. Mm-hmm. And I think right where we are now, now is like right where we need to be. But it's definitely been an evolution of figuring out how to share that love during a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like your regular customers crave that community, crave that connection to you, to the staff, just to the environment that you've created in this space. And I think it does say a lot about you, your ability to adapt, because obviously you've been doing that since you were 17. So do you have any kind of advice for the woman listening? Like how, is it just part of you or have you like worked on certain things to be able to adapt that well? And now quick break with a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Himalaya Ashwagandha. With stress, anxiety, worry, pressures at home, life can feel overwhelming at times, and we're all looking for that natural way to take the edge off and protect our body and mind against it. Himalaya Ashwagandha does that. But first, what is ashwagandha? The simple answer is ashwagandha is an herb. And in ancient times, ashwagandha was considered the king of Ayurvedic herbs, and it was used for a wide variety of conditions. In functional medicine today, we harness the power of ashwagandha primarily to help our bodies adapt to the stress of modern day life so that we can feel calm and balanced. Himalaya ashwagandha is organic, non-GMO, contains no binders or fillers, and is clinically validated for safety and efficacy. Stress less and feel calm with Himalaya ashwagandha. The best part? Get 20% off your first purchase on Amazon with discount code UNSTRESSED. Check out the show notes for more details on this episode's sponsorship with Himalaya. I think it's cultivated. So I think anyone can have it, do it. Um, I think the biggest piece is listening and asking, right? So my business isn't about me. So when my business is struggling, I send out surveys. Um, I send out a survey to all my customers and I was like, hey guys, like, what do you want? Do you want longer hours? Are you, do you want more food options? Um, and then actually taking that information in and looking at what your customer wants. Um, a lot of people don't do it. Uh, I read Yelp reviews with kindness and joy in my heart, whether they are nice <laughs> or whether they are not, because, because they're telling me something. And, and everybody has their story, right? Everyone has their story of what happened to them. And so sometimes they see the world differently. But when I keep seeing the same pattern in the feedback, then I obviously, as a business owner, have to learn and adjust whatever it is from there. So um, for instance, like some of the feedback when we first closed and reopened was that we, that my staff was rude, right? So my staff wasn't actually being rude. When I looked at it, it's that my staff felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. There was a virus going on. So they were opening the door, putting the drink and then running, Yeah, (laughs) which is totally understandable. But then how can we do that with love and compassion and still be able to spread, you know, that feeling of good vibes. So, um, so eventually we put up these big plastic barriers, the acrylic, and now we open the door Mm -hmm. and there's a barrier between us and the customers. And, and most of them are wearing masks and we're wearing masks. So there's these double layer of protection. So my staff now feels more comfortable. Right. And so my customer feels more comfortable. So Mm -hmm. just adjusting and going like, look, there's a problem, but like digging into the problem. So like this consensus was like, your staff is being rude, but then what are they really doing? They're opening the door and they're, "Ah." Mm -hmm. so how can we 
get back to our roots where we can see people's faces a little bit, minus the mask, but see people's eyes and really connect with them. And, and then how do we adapt to be able to figure out what that looks like for us? I love that. I love for anyone starting business or anyone even at work, like how we react to each other now, you know, via Zoom or emails, like a lot more strain is on people. And I think it's coming across in social media and even work emails and all of that. So I love that you said, you know, really digging deep, not taking things personally, but trying to understand through, you know, clarifying questions and and just digging deep because so many people don't take it to that next level. And I'm sure it didn't even take you very long to do that. Yeah, it was pretty quick and it moves pretty quickly when you're ready for it, but you have to be completely open. So like, I even really encourage an open door policy with my staff. Um, I'm like, if it's not working, tell me mm-hmm. what it is so I can, so I know it. And then we may be able to fix it. I may say full halt because it might be like a health department issue or whatever it is, but I will find you an answer. It just might not be the thing we think it is. So it's always like, all right, there's a problem, shift, evolve, shift, evolve. Like, um, there's a ton of it and it's constant. It is tiring. Um, but I will say if you involve the people around you, I get so much great inspiration and feedback from the people that I love and the people that love me. So to me, this is such like a, a feminine approach to leadership you know, inclusivity, listening, uh, lifting others up at the same time. I mean, this is totally different than, you know, the masculine approach of it's my way or the highway. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's pros and cons um, that I've discovered in myself as a female leader um, and things that I'm working on. Um, I have this awesome life coach. Her name is Kathleen that I work with. So sometimes when I have an issue that I keep seeing, I go, she's like my mentor. I go to her and I go, Kathleen, here's what's going on. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> because it's huge. If you, yeah, if you keep seeing the same thing happening, it's, it's usually you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we've got to shift out of it. And she holds me accountable. She doesn't let me BS her. She, um, so I recommend every woman have some sort of woman like this in her life where, you know, you put on the dress and you go, does this look good? And she goes, no, mm-hmm. but let's find one that does because I love you. It's, it's all about having those women around us and yeah, I mean, not being afraid to hear like the hard truth. Yeah, it's true. it's true. So have you always been someone who's like dedicated to expanding your self-awareness, your self-development, like getting better? I mean, has that always been a part of who you are? Yes and no. <laughs> so I was raised kind of solo style. So I used to be like a little rebel just doing my own thing. And I was very head focused. So I would say like, I lived for my head. Everything had to be like outsmarted, outwitted, outthink. Like when I was like, younger and I was dating, I'd be like, well, he texted me this. What did he really mean? Like <laughs> I was into life with my head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think I forgot to connect back to my heart. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I just lived, I lived smart, but I didn't always live for what my heart was saying or for what I needed. So I would put myself last. And, uh, after doing that for so long, um, I mean, I'll be straight relationships start to suffer when you're not looking at yourself. And, um, and I saw that and I experienced that myself and, um, both me and my husband were like, we need to change. So we have been on a journey for the past couple of years, digging in, 
diving into our past and really like exposing ourselves to each other of like the whys of why we're, why we do things, our patterns, our misbehaviors. (laughs) Like, um, it's, it's challenging. Um, but it's so helpful. Like in our marriage, like, like we both, like, I have this thing where I run away when things get hard. Like I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) I run. And, um, not from like, business, but like from Mm. relationships. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is hard. I don't know what to do. Um, and so like knowing that, like when my husband and I get into like a little thing, he's like, you're running away. Mm. Crap. I am. So just, you know, being aware and Mm. having people to hold you accountable, um, make that growth process so much easier. But I will say I wasn't always seeking it. I didn't know. I was in a bubble. I had no idea I was in there. Like, you know, that old saying like, um, you're in jail and, um, and there's a key. Where's the key? Like, how do you get out of jail? It's like, first you have to know that you're in jail. Yes. Yeah. And that to me is like the secret to true happiness in life is, is, honing that self-awareness, knowing your shadow side, getting comfortable with your shadow side, not judging it uh, just yeah. cozying up to it. So you can actually feel the emotions when they come up and make better decisions. And like the second that Ben said that to you, like you're running away, like it killed your need to run away. Cause like Squashes you were aware it. of it. I mean, it, 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 it diminishes it to like nothing, you know, this big scary monster is now nothing. Like, I love that you said that. Yeah, it's cool. And it works in business. It works in relationships. It kind of works everywhere. Like, um, I I find it really useful. And I think people respect you a little more when you're vulnerable and you're open. So like part of that process of like going through the whole COVID thing with my business, um, when I realized like things weren't working the way I wanted them to work. And I could see that my staff was like suffering as well because people were reacting poorly to them they were like yelling, you know, Postmates drivers were like yelling at them and things like this. So, Mm -hmm. and they were frustrated because the doors closed, you know, it felt very closed off. Um, and at one point I came to my staff and I'm like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change it. And I said, you know what guys, I was leading from a space of, I was trying to protect you emotionally. I was trying to help everyone emotionally get through this so much that I forgot to focus on the business side of things because the whole pandemic was so emotional when it first came in. Mm -hmm. We didn't, people didn't know what it was, didn't know how to react, didn't the emotions that were going through. And then the black lives matter movement came through and swept another wave of emotions, completely different, right. Mm -hmm. Versus like death. And then it's like, you know, racism and, and pain. And, um, I think, yeah, these young kids, like all dealing with this, I thought my first, gut was to protect them emotionally like a mother would. Um, and there were pros and cons to that. So I think I should have evened myself out a little bit more, but just knowing, um, that and going towards that and, and now saying that to them. Yeah. Hey guys, like, and they were all like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, yes. Like we appreciate everything you've done. It's, It's pretty amazing to have such a wonderful team, but I believe that creating that open environment, like a family, Mm-hmm. Um, I've been open almost three years and I have my original staff. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Everyone's like shocked. They're like, that doesn't happen in retail or coffee. And I'm like, um, yeah. they're, they're a little family and it's, I'm cultivating 
a family. That's how I look at it. So going back to your real family, um, you know, you said before that you often, you know, kind of are used to put yourself down and, you know, do for others and kind of just shut down your needs. Do you still do that as a mother or do you really make self-care an important part of your life? I would say it's a roller coaster. Um, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm aware of it. And that is the hugest start. Um, it's something that I still struggle with. I grew up with a Cuban father and essentially he's like, yeah, he's very <laughs> regimented. Um, and the way I grew up was like, you're not smart enough. Mm-hmm. So I focused a hundred percent of my life trying to outsmart him, trying to outsmart myself, outsmart life so that I could win. Right. Um, and uh, that doesn't work <laughs> in the long term. You burn out. And um, that self putting self last piece is part of that. Right. So it's like, how do I shift it? So there are things that I am actively working on to try to shift myself back into better caring for myself. So um, I just redid my kitchen. So trying to eat healthier and um, provide healthier meals for my family. If you can see behind me, I have singing bowls. Oh, I love that. That's part of my self-care regimen that I'm going to be playing those and working on learning to play them better. Um, So I have a book that I write in and I'm working through those things still. I don't think there's going to be a day that comes when you ask me that question and I'm like, yeah, I got this. (laughs) Then then I should be worried, right? Like, it's like, there's, there's so much you can do, um, but you have to just keep yourself in check. Nobody's perfect in any space. I think just being a work in progress is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And for every woman listening to this, I think that completely resonates. I mean, it resonates with me and I am, you know, someone who talks about self-care every single day. And I still find that you have to force yourself almost, or like make it non-negotiable as part of your day. Cause otherwise you're just, you're lost in the sauce, you know, of life. It's true. I, um, I am part of this like restauranteur group that, um, I have this mentor that I kind of stalked online. His name is Andy. And um, he owns a bunch of restaurants. He added me to this email chain and he's like, everyone, let's talk about our businesses and like what's going on. So I expected that I was going to get a ton of business advice. Like I was like, I'm so excited. They're going to tell me how to run my restaurant. Like, I don't know. I thought I was getting something else. And so I started getting this email chain. And as I read the emails, every single person mentioned in their daily I meditate. I set time for myself. I exercise from this time to that time. During lunch, I read a book. And I'm like, what? (laughs) All these hugely successful restauranteurs, like these are not people that own one little bump. Like I just got lucky and got pushed into this for whatever reason. Um, They like me. But, (laughs) But being part of that group and seeing this on a weekly basis, what people are doing, um, to fulfill their business needs is actually very personal. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually very self-care focused. And, um, and seeing that really sealed the deal for me in some way, I'm like, wow, this is more important than checking my email, than writing back to every single person immediately. Like there, I have to come first to be able to run this business. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's so true. I mean, I, I don't know if it's because of this or not, but when I meditate consistently, my business does better. Like I just get more sales and it's not like I'm changing the copy. I'm not posting more. I'm not doing anything. It's like, 
I don't know, maybe it's just you're raising your vibration and people respond to that on some non-visible level. I don't know. No, I mean, it's the energy. Yeah. When someone walks in the room and they're miserable, everyone feels it because they make sure everyone feels it, right? So when someone walks into a room or Zoom <laughs> with joy and love, we feel that too. And it's it does it goes somewhere. So where does it go? So this is going to go out to your listeners and this is going to go out to your people and my people. Um, and that's the vibe that we put out and it comes back in, in beautiful ways, in ways we don't expect, right? Like so better business, gifts, love, joy, people, relationships, like it all comes towards you with whatever you're putting out. So your energy is not tangible, but it is. Yeah, it's so true. There, there are results from your energy. Like even you meeting Andy and him thinking, oh, she would be good in this group. Like, what did you do right before you met him? So I didn't have a mentor. I was actually kind of searching and um, I had found him online and I just started sending him messages. I was like, hi, I want to know you. I like what you're doing. And I think it's wonderful. And he responded. Um, and then um, we just started chatting and him and his wife were about to have a baby. So I mailed them a baby gift. I was like, baby, Uh, I was this beautiful little girl, Coco. She's, I've been watching her since she was born, grow up. And, um, and Andy came to my shop to visit me. I have a photo. We were just happened to be twinning that day. Weird. We were both wearing like Vans and a yellow shirt. It was just very That's interesting. interesting. So, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways and it, it puts people together. And I think like my biggest advice for mothers, women, like don't stop just chasing. Chase the dream. Chase the, um, you know, the mentors. Chase you know, whatever it is that you want, you have to just speak it and it happens. Like it's magic. I mean, yeah, we all... I, that's like the most surprising thing to me. It's like the second that you make a decision to want something for yourself, you put it out there, you know, you write it in your journal, you meditate, you pray, whatever. It's surprising how fast the universe works to make it happen. I had one today. So my staff called me and they're like, we're out of retail coffee. And so normally my retail coffee gets roasted on Tuesdays. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to call my guy and I'll just let him know. I know he can't do anything right now because he's not there and there's no coffee. So, but whatever, he does it once a week. So I text him and he calls me and he's like, Hey, I'm headed down right now to the roaster. You want 10 bags? I'm like, yes. (laughs) I was like, what? Like there's like, he's literally was on his way there. It's like I shifted, he shifted, whatever was happening mm-hmm. and it worked. So now I'm getting my coffee today. And that's, you know, what's say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's four days early. And I'm lucky because those are four days of sales that I wouldn't have. So it's just, that's it's just amazing. interesting. You got to just, even when you're like, mm, this isn't going to work, just grab it. I <laughs> Go. love that. I love that. No, that's <laughs> like, um, so we, we have covered a lot. Is there anything that you, besides that, amazing point you just left that you want to leave the woman with today, the listener who is a mother who is trying to balance, you know, work and career and COVID and self-care and all the things, what would you say to her? Oh my God. So my biggest advice would be just know that we see you and you are not alone. Look, my background looks cute. I got lucky. I had a few minutes to do my makeup. I set things up to be This is not my life. This is what I want you moms to know. Are you ready? This, <laughs> this is happening to me too. 
and you're not alone. That's my closet. Everything's a mess. It's getting redone. But you know what? We're all a work in progress and that is okay. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I do have some rapid fire questions for you to round out the interview. Okay. Okay. The first one is motherhood is. Oh, miracles. I'm grateful for. Oh God. Breathing and being here for the magical life that I get to live. Mm. Last one. What's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Your own patterns are what get in the way of your dreams. Mm. Shake them. Shake them up. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I'm bringing that self-awareness and don't be afraid. I love that. Um, Okay. So how can our listener find you online? Check out the Palm uh, Coffee Bar, your, your business in LA. Tell us all the things. The best place to find us is um, either the palmcoffeebar.com or our Instagram page, which is the Palm Coffee Bar. And um, you can follow me. I'm always posting things about business, life. Um, and I am Joanna Teresa Hart on Instagram. Thank you so much, Joanna. You are a breath of fresh air and a force in the world. So watch out. Everyone needs to be following you. <laughs> Great chatting with you, Liz. Thank Thanks. you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Yes. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out on your social media, Instagram stories, and tag us at Motherhood Unstressed so we can share it back out and keep the conversation going on these important topics. Also, make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an interview with an amazing guest or our weekly guided meditations every Wednesday. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the listener, battle stress and anxiety naturally. And what CBD does is it helps your body's own endocannabinoid system function better. So you're sleeping better, you're experiencing less stress and anxiety, and you're able to get everything done with an overall feeling of security of groundedness of calm so if you would like that in your life head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com click the shop tab and use the code podcast to save